Because we are going hardcore tonight with our piratey theme. And what's more piratey than a finger in your wine? Um, it's my wine stopper. I've never seen this. Uh, and also, we need to take a picture of we it. We will. It's so fantastic. Uh, this is... Peeps can see. Welcome. Welcome. How, how's your evening going? Uh, better now. Like, it wasn't bad before, but... but now there's a finger in your wine, so, so bonus. So. Um, this is fanfic fantastic, by the way. Yep. Yeah. I'm Ashley. I'm Sarah. Yep. And... Yeah, we're we here. Piratey intro. We did have a pirate intro because tonight we were talking about motherfucking pirates. <laughs> one specific. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about one pirate and then we're going to talk about maybe some other pirates. Who knows what will happen? Because, Island's only modern day. Yeah. <laughs> um, just again, disclaimer, in case you haven't already realized, this is not appropriate for your small children or your easily sensitive adults. Oh, fuck. Double, double fuck. That's right. Um, also, probably also doesn't work because, yeah, it's not appropriate. Silence. Yeah, silence your phone because we're about to get down to business. <laughs> um, so just to prepare tonight, I busted out my most piratey of non-rum substances because my husband won't let me break out his Yoho pirate rum. Um, so I broke out the port because we're doing pirate things. Um, out of little teeny tiny glasses, as you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But and, before... Well, you have to tell us what it says on your glass. Um, my glass says, Sic Gorgiamus Alos Subjectanos Nunca. I don't know. I taught French, man. Um, we will gladly feast on those who subdue us, because, you know. Yep. Out of family life. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Fits with a finger in my wine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sure. So before before we get down to piratey business, um, let's talk about other things briefly. Have you seen Chernobyl? No, I'm not going to. Uh, it's yeah, man. I'm good. They shoot dogs. It's depressing. That's not the problem I have. People with radiation poisoning vomit. Oh yeah, there is a lot of vomit. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I don't I, need to see that. I totally didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah sorry about that. Um, yeah, so you're on bummer. your own, but yeah, no. I already watched it. It's cool, and I didn't have too much history rage about it, so okay. we're we're fine. That's good. Yeah, the vomiting didn't bother me. It was the dogs. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, because you know they're cute can and I, cuddly. Can I tell radiation. you something about yeah. the Chernobyl dogs? Sure. Okay, those dogs died. Right? Oh yeah, obviously. Cause but um, yeah, <laughs> because they got shot. But um, the dogs who stayed behind and were radioactive. We're radioactive for generations and generations and generations. Mm -hmm. But now they have a low enough radiation that they can actually be adopted out. And so there is a, a group of people who are working to adopt out radiated Chernobyl dogs. That makes me so people. happy. Yeah. So Aww. there you go. Feel better. Yeah, they probably have four stomachs though, like cows now. <laughs> they're not. They're not as... I mean, they still have issues, and they don't live as long, and they're prone to they cancer. They only but... have tentacles, and they're all secretly flirking. It's totally cool. There's a whole bunch of, like, really cute dogs. Like, you can go to their website. I went to their website. And you I can't, these, like... because then I want to get a dog, and I'm not allowed to get a dog yet. <laughs> Send a dog all the way from Russia. 
you know what? People have gotten dogs from weirder places. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, got yeah. from the freeway. Um, yeah, I got mine from the East Valley Animal Shelter. It's a good place. Yeah. But to get dogs because it's a bad place to be if you're a dog. Especially if you look like a pit bull. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer place to yeah, so, well, on that downer fucking note, let's talk about... <laughs> no, we're saving Chernobyl dogs. It's fine. We are, yeah. So, school's out. It's officially summertime. Mm-hmm. So, we are, you know, doing random shit. Mm-hmm. And in preparation for, you know, summer of not actual debauchery, because, frankly, we're old and don't do fun shit anymore, um, we're going to talk about some pirates. Speak for yourself. Um, I um, got really into nails, and so oh, I do fun things. Yeah, you do fun shit. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I crocheted fat little adipose. I'm crocheting little adiposes. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I felt like it. Like, okay. why not? Um, yeah. Sure. You know, as you do. Okay. I can create an army of tiny little adorable, like, yeah, little fatty fats. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say face huggers because I got one right here. I also crocheted a crap ton of face huggers. Yep. Yes. Most of them do not live here anymore. They went to <laughs> other people. There are only like three floating around at the moment. <laughs> yeah. The chainsaw calls them piters. Big piter. Little piter. I like it. You know, because why not if you're two? Face huggers and spiders are totally the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, uh, to our topic tonight, jumping right into it, <laughs> pirates. Because I don't know if you guys know about this, but there is a lady. She's my favorite. She is amazing. There's this lady <laughs> in Ireland called Amanda Teague. Who no, in, give her her full name. Well, no, she was Amanda Teague. Yes. And then in 2014, she's a psychic medium. Mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. And in 2014, she was visited by the ghost of a Haitian man while she was lying in bed, you know, as you do. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of imagine that scene from Ghostbusters where Ray's lying in bed and the On ghost top. lady comes and, like, gives him the, like, supernatural BJ. Yeah. Right? So she's laying in bed and... um this ghostly pirate man comes to visit <laughs> and after talking to him in a spiritual way she discovers that he is his name is jack, jack. and i use super loose air quotes <laughs> for that um a pirate from the 1700s mm-hmm. who of course you know had been abandoned by his love at one point so he has a broken heart mm-hmm. um and was executed for being a thieving pirate mm-hmm. and so you know over months and months she chats with jack and they develop deep deep feelings well wait sorry can I interrupt yes of course you can she um is a is a psychic slash medium She's also a Jack Sparrow impersonator. Yes. She also has, like, rooms in her house dedicated to Jack Sparrow. A hundred percent, yeah. So, um, she's from Ireland. Mm-hmm. And so she spent, you know, time getting to know this 18th century pirate <laughs> ghost that was visiting her. And developed a um, deep connection mm-hmm. and had romantic feelings. And so, of course, when, you know, you spend quality time with a person and have deep romantic feelings, the next step is to brown chicken, brown cow. Um, so she started having <laughs> sweet, sweet pirate ghost sex with the ghost pirate. Um, but, you know, really, 
<laughs> she wanted more than just sweet sweet Gar- ghost pirate sex. No, yes, of course you can. There's a whole article about her talking about how they joined the Mile High Club together. Yeah. <laughs> and she like, I'm pretty sure there's also video of her on a uh, on and- a talk show talking about like what it's like to have sex with a. Oh, yeah, there 100% is, because we totally watched it that one time. Um, so anyway, you know, of course, as a, um, she wanted more, so much more out of a relationship. She didn't want just meaningless pirate ghost sex. She wanted a committed, fulfilling relationship. Um, side note, you should see the look that I'm getting from my husband right now. Uh, but of I'm course, yeah, ghost pirate lady. But of course, he, like most men, just wanted the banging. Yeah. Um, so, you know, she talked him into it. Mm-hmm. And so eventually they got married. <laughs> There's like video on this. And you can, yeah, if you spend a little quality time with the Google, uh, you can see <laughs> their marriage. Uh, it's her in a beautiful wedding dress on a cliff in Ireland. Um, and she is repeating her vows to a painting of Jack Sparrow mm-hmm. from Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And there's a uh, their their um uh, yeah. person officiating is also a medium who is speaking for Jack. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So she yeah she hired a medium so that Jack could say <laughs> I do because otherwise it's not legal if he doesn't give consent um, and then she had a ring that she put the candle on to represent Jack's finger because obviously he doesn't have fingers because yeah. he's a fucking ghost no fingies no fingies <laughs> um, and then she set up her whole house which was already kind of piratey um, to be even more piratey so she had like a table full of you know of course pirates favorite things so she had a bottle of rum and some like you know cigars and an old like compass and a looking glass and you know all kinds of piratey shit. shit basically if you the pirates of the caribbean store from disneyland like threw up yep. on a table Along with some props that you stole from Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah. This lady's house is that. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, of course, you know, right? How can it go wrong? <laughs> I would just like to say that Sarah and I have um, been following this saga for literally years. Yeah. Like, literally <laughs> for, like, three years. Years we have we've been, been following And we this. were rooting for it because, I mean, <laughs> if a psychic medium and a... 300-year-old pirate ghost can't make yes. it work? Who can? Oh, and her name changed when they got married to Amanda Sparrow Teague. Amer- yeah, Amanda yeah. Teague Sparrow? Teague Sparrow, something like yeah, that. Something like yeah, like that. Um, because his yes. name is Jack Sparrow. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, perfect, because she was already a Jack Sparrow impersonator. Yeah, so this is the tale of Captain Jack Sparrow? It is the tale of Captain fucking Jack Sparrow, Patrick, yes. <laughs> you are correct. The married the ghost pirate. <laughs> yep, and they have all kinds of spiritual sex. And she they do. About they it have spiritual sex, and she will happily explain to you exactly how you do spiritual sex. Yep. Which, based on her um, ex- explanation, is really just that scene from Ghostbusters where Ray gets the blowjob from the ghost. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It sounds like reverse queefing. Yeah, it just yeah. really <laughs> sounds like you um, meditate and then masturbate. 
Yep. Which is spiritual sex. So if that is spiritual sex, guys, most of you are doing <laughs> most it. Most of you are doing it. You are having sex with spirits and you don't even know it. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we figured, you know, shit, things are good for this lady. She has married her pirate ghost, Jack. They are happy. They have been together. It is all bliss. But, guys... <gasps> guys oh and then right so over the years she's been like damn sex is better with my pirate ghost husband than it is with regular flesh and blood men and like she did this on multiple occasions right she was telling everybody yeah. that spiritual pirate ghost sex is way better than sex way with better. a dude with an actual penis um and then sadly sadly Things started to fall apart because they have broken up. Yep. Yes. They have called it quits. Um, She claims that he tried to kill her. Yeah. They got got abusive. Mm -hmm. He was so abusive. He became violent. And Mm -hmm. so they have broken up. Yep. Um, I don't know if she's gotten a legal divorce yet. But sadly, apparently... Go ahead. Right after they got married, within mm-hmm. weeks, she developed cirrhosis, which <laughs> I really so think weird, shocking is just a factor of the fact that she is a fucking pirate impersonator who probably just drinks too much. But you know, that's not for me to judge. Um, and she developed abscesses in and around her anal region. Yep. <laughs> yeah. She had poop problems. She did. Um, yeah, she had. But she thought it was the ghost who was abusing yes. her. Yes. Well, she started to develop abscesses in her, um, the area between her vag and her butt. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of technical terms. So I'm on third glass support. Perineum. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I history man. I don't biology. Um, and cirrhosis. And then um, she she decided that every time that she had spiritual ghost sex mm-hmm. with her ghostly husband, Jack, yep. she would develop these abscesses. So she decided that she needed to cut off mm-hmm. sex, the sex, right? The booty. Yep. Kind of like Alyssa Milano said that we should all just stop having sex to boycott um you know, all of the abortion, like, shenanigans that the U.S. is doing. Um, she was like, well, I'm just going to not have sex with you because you're giving me weird abscesses. You're giving me abscesses. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, after that happened, um, she was like, no sex. And then she claims that he gave her sepsis. Yep. Yep. Because that's what ghosts do to you. They totally give you sepsis. So she thought that he was, and this is an actual thing, like stealing your energy. Yes. Because we know we were both worried about psychic, psychic, psychic vampires. Okay. Thanks a lot, fucking last podcast on the list, for making us really paranoid really about that paranoid shit. paranoid about it. Because um, it, I thought it was going to be a fun episode. It was Sasquatch, not. It was not a fun episode. Yeah. It made me paranoid. God damn you, Ben and Henry. And yeah, I'm super paranoid about that everybody shit. Everybody needs to go listen to the last podcast on the left for many reasons but also go listen to it and listen to the psychic vampire episode because it will mess with your brain it's not fun and lighthearted. nope <laughs> not at all like ed kemper fun and lighthearted. Yep. psychic vampires you're gonna be like fuck this is at upsetting. the end yeah i know too many people like this a hundred percent now i have to look in their right eye instead of their left and i'm used to looking in their left I eye know. Ugh. I wanted to like find Henry and just like shake him and be like, "Why did you do this to me?" Because he's the only one lives close to us. The other ones are too far away, other side of the country. Yeah, it involves a plane trip, and it's not a good thing. No. 
Yeah. So anyway, back to the cirrhosis. Um, so Jack is stealing her energy, <clears throat> which I mean, legitimately is a fear if you attach to ghosts, which is why people do exorcisms and all yeah. that kind of shenanigans. Um, and so every time she tried, and on this, like. You know, she apparently is having just a real bad relationship. Every time she tried to end it, she said that Jack threatened her life. It's bad. Um, yeah, because um, she believes that the ghost Jack killed her dog, um, which is sad, right? Yeah. And so her go- her Jack just turned terrible. And so she called it quits. And now she's living happier and healthier, and her abscesses have gone away since she called it quits with Jack. I don't remember. Did she have to have an exorcism? I feel like maybe she did. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at the Irish Times article, or Irish Central, (laughs) which, of course, is where you go for all of your Irish information. All of your Irish information. Yes. Um, But fun fact, guys. Did you know? Oh, uh... That it is marriage to a ghost is legal in some countries, such as France and China. So they had to go to international waters to make sure their marriage was legal when they came back to Ireland. And he was represented by a skull and crossbone flag. Well, his wedding ring was placed on a candle. Um, (laughs) And a shaman priest also presided over their marriage. Um, so Amanda Teague Sparrow, or Ms. Amanda Sparrow, mm. also known as Large Teague, has written two books: "A Life You Will Remember," which was written while she was happily married mm-hmm. to her pirate Jack, and "A New Attitude," which is her newest book that just came out. Just dropped. Just dropped. It's pretty <laughs> new. It's only like a month old, um, and so you can get both of them on Amazon. Very excited. Yes. So her first book. This is my favorite. I love all of this. All of this is my favorite. And I would like to say that I don't believe she was married to a ghost pirate. I do not. But I also want to say that I'm very glad she got away from whatever toxicity was in her life. And I hope she's stronger for it. No, yeah. 100%. Like, I don't believe she married a pirate. Yeah. But... Whatever, like, bad juju shit she was dealing with, like, I hope is all gone because no one should deal with, like, negative, like, negative shit. Exactly. Um, But we both 100% believe in ghosts, so. (laughs) I know, I do believe in ghosts. I just don't believe she married a ghost pirate named Jack. Okay, so (laughs) A Life You'll Remember, available now on Amazon. Um, It's for $4.99, by the way, if you want to buy it for yourself. Amanda Sparrow Large Teague is Ireland's only modern-day pirate. When she watched Pirates of the Caribbean for the first time in 2015, her life transformed. Overturning her lifestyle completely, she became an impersonator of Captain Jack Sparrow. (laughs) Garnering mass attention in the press and making TV appearances to thousands, she has since become one of the best-known impersonators in the world. Disney recognized her in their book, Pirates of the Caribbean, the Collector's Anthology, and Collector's Anthology, sorry. The Collector's. (laughs) 
Or whatever. Just be like, no, your yeah. eyeliner's terrible. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> and dedicated a whole section to her close replication of the true Jack Sparrow. But her self-discovery didn't end there. She soon found that her life-shifting moment upon discovering Jack Sparrow was no coincidence. He is not a fictional character at all, but the spirit of a pirate from the 1700s <laughs> trying to connect with her. This is her story of love, loss, and a connection between two souls that defies the boundaries of time and logic. Through it, Amanda has found the true meaning of life. So this book, obviously, is the, like, we're in our marriage, we're happy. We're happy. Like, I love my pirate ghost husband book, right? Fuck society, love comfort. Um, it currently has three stars on Amazon, but that's only two customer reviews. So... I feel like we need to read it and then review it. Um, so here are the two reviews. Okay. Great book. There are some errors throughout the book, but I thoroughly enjoy the story. For some, it might be hard to get through. For me, if you want a romantic tale that turns to real-life true love, I'd read till the end. Five stars. Okay. Okay. Other one? got to even out then. <laughs> this is like bad fi- <laughs> Sorry. This is like bad fan fiction you can't put down, <gasps> which is totally our topic. I found out about this woman from a dear friend who lives in Dublin. There are so many grammatical errors and holes in the plot. This book can never be taken seriously. One star. I'm so excited. So, yeah. So that is, again, um, if you are looking for it, A Life You Will Remember by Large Teague, Miss Amanda Sparrow. Published in 2017. But just recently, again Mm. a month ago, she dropped A New Attitude. (laughs) Same author. A New Attitude is the true story told in her own words of Amanda Sparrow Large Teague, who became became a viral sensation when she met and married the ghost of a 300-year-old pirate. With over 10 million online views, she has spoken of her experiences all over the world. She now reveals all from her childhood in a small Irish village, her career in the entertainment industry, the loss of her son, Oh, that's so sad. That is really sad. Her amazing journey into the supernatural to becoming a modern-day pirate in me and the ghost of Jack Teague. By the way, that's the last name. Who she later married posthumously. The first person to ever do so in the UK or Ireland. She answers frankly the criticism she has received and explains how her dream turned into a nightmare after she discovered her husband was not all he made himself out to be and was making her seriously ill, requiring her to have an exorcism. Yes. It follows her long battle with her sexual orientation, the chronic illness she has been left with, and how she learned to... Learned? Learned to turn the negativity into positivity through her activism, drag, and self-acceptance. So is she a drag king? Maybe. Well, yeah, I guess. I don't know. But um, if you want that one, it is... $9.99 Nine ninety nine for oh. Kindle. It's oh. way more money. Um, it's called a new attitude. You can get it now if you get a paperback copy. You can get it free by Saturday if you order now. Oh my God! I know. Amazon Prime. Um, it is on Amazon Prime. It has no review, guys. Guys, oh, so we need to sense. read it and review it because oh my God. it sounds get it right now. amazing. Yeah. Honestly, if right we gave now. me like. 35 minutes i could probably read it What's it because again? it is oh no sorry if you gave me about seven minutes i could read it because it is only 84 pages jesus christ What's that is a large price for a really short book it is called a new attitude a sorry new i was distracted by the really high price 
Um, yeah, her other one was like three times as long. Oh, this one says it's 15, not free. No, it's not free. None of them are free. I thought you said it's 15. No, no, it's $15 oh, paperback. I misheard you. $9.99 on Kindle. That's a lot. I know, for 84 pages. pages. Like, I really want to know, but I don't love anyone that much. Well, proceeds go to Dog's Aid and Lucy's Trust. Oh, shit. I know. That's nice. I mean, I wouldn't even pay nine bucks for my own book. Which, by the way, is only eight bucks on Kindle. Just saying. Um, So go buy it, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Read about how awful pregnancy is, guys. (laughs) Feel free to. I have a hardback, or uh, not hardback copy. Hardback copy that's signed by the author. Um, Yeah, you should all go read my book, The Sarcastic Girl's Guide to Pregnancy. uh, (laughs) So you can find out about how. Everybody poops but you. Yeah, and how, why people should stop asking me to have another baby because I'm never doing it again. Because <laughs> it was the worst. It's so bad. Um, but side note, if you Google Amanda Teague on Amazon, not Google, but if you go to Amazon and just type in Amanda Teague, after her actual two books, your third choice, guys, which is free if you have um Kindle Unlimited is Secrets and Lies, Gay Paranormal Romance, Daywalker Legacy, book one. Um, which that. the cover, by the way, is a guy that kind of looks like one of the dudes from Grimm wearing a not quite tight enough white shirt. Mm-hmm. And then a dude who looks like he's wearing really bad whiteout contacts. Mm. Um, and then like a 70s sateen Long sleeve no. shirt open with a chain. Great. Yes. But that one is free, y'all. And it has four and a half stars. So, bam, get that for yourself. Oh, because the guy's name is Teague. That's why it popped up. Gotcha. Makes sense. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So, Amanda Teague, she thought she'd found true love with a 300-year-old pirate ghost. But sadly, just like most guys... He was not what he appeared to be. You mean the pirate was a bad guy? I would Shocking. never see that coming. I know, right? It's, uh, uh, you got to throw him back. He's uh, oh, which brings me to my fanfic that I found to tie to our pirate theme. Okay, pause. I need a soup. No, you cannot pause. I need a soup. I'm going to eat my soup. Okay, Ashley has soup. We're mm-hmm. back. Um... Just side note, a new edition, which apparently Ashley wants to buy and read. Yep. It's our new plan. Um, Under the Kindle store, it's under Kindle Short Reads, two hours or more. (laughs) You're welcome, everyone. You're Um, welcome. Holy God, if it takes you over two hours to read 85 pages, you are not me. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, everybody else is not you. 100%. Damn right. Yeah. Um, 15 minutes later, I'll be like, and I'm done. All right. Okay, but you cannot read the book ahead of time. Oh, okay. Because you have to get the reveal along with us. Okay, so I'll have to buy it, like, immediately before we read it then. Because otherwise... you accidentally read all of it. Yeah, in, like, 35 seconds. Because it's only 85 pages long. (laughs) So next week on Fanficking Fantastic... We will read, we will find out about... And more yo-hos. The chainsaw will be so excited. <laughs> All right. But continuing on our yo-ho theme, mm-hmm. um, I found two amazing 
Is amazing the right word? I don't know. <laughs> I found two fan fictions. Two stories. Two stories. Yep. Um, both from, since we've been Redditing recently, I figured we go back to our old tried and true fanfiction.net. Mm-hmm. Um, one is a Pirates of the Caribbean My Little Pony okay. crossover. I like it. And one um, that does not involve any of our Pirates of the Caribbean characters. It's just... My Little Ponies in that universe. Oh, that's less fun. And the other one mm-hmm. is a Pirates of the Caribbean SpongeBob SquarePants story. I think we should read that one. All right. If it actually has our, like, piratey people. It has Jack Sparrow in it. No, yeah, I think we should go with that one. All right. So, our t- a story for this evening. Settle down, folks. Get comfortable. I'm going to read to you. <laughs> Hang on. I have to unwrap my loud candy. That was like the most quiet, loud candy unwrapping. <laughs> also, it's not candy. It's yeah, it's crackers. Not. That's cool. All right. So, get ready. Be I'm comfortable. Ready. Get yourself a drink. Yep. Perhaps some rum. Or not rum. Whatever. Yo-ho. Um, get yourself a yo-ho drink. We are going to be reading <laughs> Bikini Bottom versus The Locker. Mm. And again, this is from fanfiction.net by author Fluffy Fluff. Hmm. Because why not? Um, author Fluffy Fluff, by the way, is a picture of a kitty. Oh, good. I know, so it's super cute. I'm glad it's not somebody, like, you know, fluffing a dick. That would be real awkward. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have clicked on it. Because mm, no one needs to see <laughs> Bacock. All right. <clears throat> so, this one, again, SpongeBob SquarePants, Pirates of the Caribbean crossover. Mm-hmm. Ready to go? Ready. Let's do it. The last thing Jack saw was Barbosa's ugly laughing face. A few seconds after the shot was fired, Jack knew he was dead. The next thing he knew, he was on board the Flying Dutchman. He looked up into the extremely irritated, glaring face of his old friend, William Turner. Jack, you've got to be kidding me. Not again. You know, people aren't always just going to come and save you all the time. Because believe it or not, we didn't go last time just to see you. Hello, William. Jack flashed what he thought was his most charming grin at Will. <laughs> wonderful to see you all the time. I'm sorry, wonderful to see you once again, my friend. He said, prodding Will with the finger. Jack, I'm sorry, but there's no escaping the locker this time. Will sighed. You'll have to pay for your crime sooner or later. Well, can't you think of another punishment? I'll go crazy if I have to be that locker again, mate. Will grin. Well, there is one thing, although I really don't think it will do your sanity much better. <laughs> There are some interesting things I've discovered under the water, Jack. Things you wouldn't believe. If it isn't the locker, I'll take it. Believe me, it's not much better. I said I'll take it, Jack replied desperately as the boat plunged down below the surface and into the ocean. It was very disconcerting being on a boat underwater and not having to breathe. Or technically, not having to breath. No. Yeah. Jack felt slightly uncomfortable. Suddenly, a strange little town came into view. There was a sign reading, Welcome to Bikini Bottom, in large letters. There were also fish walking around, and they were wearing clothes. And atrocious clothes at that. I thought Singapore was bad, Jack thought aloud. Well, here's where you get off, Jack. See you in a hundred years, Will said, before wishing him good luck and bidding him goodbye. Jack walked by some peculiar, peculiar little buildings that were elongated and like anything he'd ever seen. And I don't even have a peanut, he grumbled to himself. Peanuts? I love peanuts, came a voice behind him. Jack froze, pulled a face, and slowly turned around to face a strange-looking person. He was big. Oh, sorry. 
Never mind. Peanuts. I love peanuts. Came a voice behind Patrick. Jack froze, pulled a face, and slowly turned around to face a strange-looking person. He was big and pink and had a cone-shaped head. Jack backed up a few steps and looked the thing up and down. It looked sort of like a starfish. <laughs> Who are you? He asked. The strange person looked down at him uninterestedly. He then put a pointed, fingerless hand into his mouth and began sucking on it. Then he took it out and used it to point at Jack. You don't have any ice cream, do you? Jack's eyes darted from side to side. I don't recall ever saying anything about ice cream, mate. Quite frankly, I haven't the slightest idea what you're trying to be what you be trying to convey. I'm new here, savvy? The pink man was staring at Jack stupidly. His mouth was gaping open. <laughs> you talk funny, Patrick said. Jack thought his laugh sounded weird. It was all deep and fake sounding. <coughs> Jack th turned his back on Patrick while he thought of something to say. Then he heard Patrick behind him talking to somebody else. SpongeBob, look, there's a really weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> Jack squeezed his eyes tight, afraid to see what kind of new abomination he had to deal with. He had no idea. <laughs> Hi, I'm SpongeBob, the freaky yellow square said. Jack took in his bulging eyes, protruding teeth, and yellow spongy skin. All he could do for the next 15 seconds was gape in horror. As oh, soon as, yeah, well, have you seen the paintings that are, like, um, the Spongebob and Patrick imagined as, like, real things? Yeah, those are terrifying. Horrifying. Yeah. As soon as he regained control of his limbs, he turned and ran as fast as he could, arms flailing above his head in the direction of the Flying Dutchman. Will, Will, come back! Soon Jack realized that calling Will wasn't going to help him, so he just flumped himself onto the ground on his back so he could look up at the flowers floating on the surface of the water. <laughs> oh, bugger. Jack yelped unintentionally when he saw the sponge thing leaning over him. He leapt to his feet, but not before seeing the sponge was holding a strange-looking net on a stick <laughs> right in front of Jack's face. His head collided with the object and sent him sprawling back on the ground. Dazed, he tried to make out the words that the sponge was trying to say, but all I could make out was jellyfishing before he blacked out. <laughs> Jack woke up on a couch in a strange yellow room. He stifled a yell when he saw several characters standing there watching him intently, one of which was the Spongebob, is how he introduced himself. The pink thing was there also, but it <laughs> apparently gotten bored watching him and was now laughing at something hidden in a brown box. <laughs> Who are you people, Jack said, raising a hand to his aching head. Suddenly and unexpectedly, his hand was grabbed by what to Jack looked like a squirrel in some sort of a movable straitjacket. <laughs> and just when I thought things could get any stranger, Jack's thoughts were interrupted when the blue person with an ugly head said to the squirrel, <laughs> Are you just going to stand there all day or tell us what it is? Jack noticed a slight and disturbing resemblance to old Davy Jones. <laughs> he quickly pulled his hand away, looking suspiciously from the blue person to his hand. The octopus guy went on, or we just have all day to stand around doing nothing because none of us have anything better to do with our lives. <laughs> Can anybody tell me what's going on? Jack said exasperated. The SpongeBob was the only one to reply. These are my friends, Squidward, Sandy, and Mr. Krabs. And I think you already met Patrick, he said, pointing to each of them in turn. Jack hesitantly held out his hand and looked at them through the corner of his eye before muttering, Jack Sparrow, Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> so what do you want to do? Jack looked disgustedly down at the Spongebob, who was now grinning and blinking obnoxiously up at him. I like that it's the Spongebob every the, time. <laughs> this, I like that. The Spongebob. You know, it's very annoying for people to be asking the same question over and over. Savvy? Quite frankly, I have no idea what I should do. I just need to find a way out of here, Jack said blankly. 
What, me annoying? SpongeBob said before bursting out laughing, <laughs> while Jack, sitting on the floor of the pineapple house, gritted his teeth. So we can go jellyfishing, or we can go to the Goofy Goober Bar. Jack perked up instantly. Bar? Do they have rum? I really love rum. Rum is good. SpongeBob giggled. No, silly. They have Goofy Goober um, ice cream, sundaes, and goober shakes. But if you want, Mr. Krabs might let you have a drink from his root beer cellar. Jack shrugged disappointedly. He really didn't know what root beer was exactly, but it was beer, right? Beer is alcohol, which he felt he desperately needed. SpongeBob knocked on the door of Mr. Krabs' house, which Jack noted was shaped in the likeness of an anchor. Mr. Krabs opened the door. Hello, SpongeBob, me boy. What are you here for? We were just wondering if we could have some root beer from your cellar. Captain Jack here was craving a drink, SpongeBob asked. Mr. Krabs' eyes narrowed. Even if I did have any, I would have to charge you for it because I'm cheap. Besides, <laughs> I assume you don't recall the little incident you had at my house last time your daughter Pearl had a sleepover. Now you remember, I thought you might. Now get out of my house, Mr. Krabs yelled before slamming the door. Mr. Krabs is a pirate now? What the fuck? No, that's how he talks. I know. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. SpongeBob said, I'm curious. What did happen with his daughter's sleepover? Jack asked. Oh, well, Mr. Krabs was afraid Pearl and her friends were going to mess up the house because of the zombie movie he watched. He sent me in to spy on them. Then they found me and locked me in the root beer cellar, which I accidentally destroyed and flooded his house with, SpongeBob said casually. <laughs> Jack was at a loss for words. Why did they lock you in the cellar? Because I wasn't invited. Mr. Krabs made the rule. No boys allowed. Well, it was hypocritical of him to send you in there then, Jack replied. You can say that again, Jack. What does hypocritical mean? Jack rolled his eyes. <laughs> oh, SpongeBob. So, I made a list of my favorite things to do when I'm not at work. SpongeBob skipped out of a room in his house, followed by a slimy little pink and purple snail. Jack was surprised to hear it meow. <laughs> the paper SpongeBob was holding it trailed along the ground behind him. I've only used this list once before. That was when Squidward thought I, he had poisoned me and with a pie bomb he, um, that he bought from pirates for $25 last time we had a Brotherhood Day at the Krusty Krab. He thought I was going to die and he wanted to make my last day the best day ever. Isn't Squidward the greatest friend? SpongeBob had finished so sincerely, Jack was a little shocked. He was sure that statement should have been more sarcastic. He quickly made a mental note to remember this bomb pie. It would make a great welcome back present for William when he returned to the land in ten years. <laughs> yeah, right, said another voice in his head. Will would never eat anything you gave him. Elizabeth, on the other hand, <laughs> Jack's thoughts were interrupted by the sponge's loud and obnoxious voice. The first thing on my list is to show you my new friend Jack to everyone in town. Do you think maybe we could skip that one? Sure thing, pal. The next thing on my list is to show my new friend Jack to everyone in town wearing a salmon suit. <laughs> what? Whoever wrote this fluffy fluff has watched a lot of Spongebob. A lot of Spongebob. <laughs> because this is accurate. Yup. Jack jumped to his feet. No, that would be completely and utterly necessary and not under any circumstances fun. Jack shuddered at the thought he was the great and infamous Captain Jack Sparrow and was not about to be seen wearing a salmon suit. Come on, buddy. It'll be fun. No, it won't. You'll never know till you try it. Spongebob replied in a sing-song voice. I already know and I'm not doing it. Savvy? Jack said in his most menacing voice. Please... I'm disinclined to acquiesce to your request. Please? No, Jack growled. SpongeBob's lips started to tremble, and to Jack's dismay, he uttered one of the most terrible sounds Jack had ever heard. For the next half hour, the sponge wailed and tears flowed from his eyes in bucketfuls until they were literally standing in six inches of water. This underwater. Has, underwater. This has to stop, Jack groaned to himself, hands cupped over his ears. Sixty seconds later... Jack was being led by the hand around the entire town while everyone they saw laughed. See, they like you already, SpongeBob said happily as he dragged Jack along. 
Suddenly, to Jack's complete horror, he saw a familiar ship making its way down the street. Hey, would you look at that? SpongeBob exclaimed. Must be new neighbors. It's kind of creepy, but oh well. Jack, let's go meet him. SpongeBob turned <laughs> around to see Jack running in the other direction. Hey, wait up. I have to show my new friends to everybody. And almost as soon as Jack saw the ship coming, he recognized it as the Flying Dutchman. He took off running down the street. He couldn't imagine what he would say if Will Turner saw him wearing a ridiculous attire. Then, hearing the sponge running after him, he panicked, tripped over the suit, and went down head over heels. He sat up and saw a pair of boots in front of him. He cringed as the ridiculous, as the familiar voice reached his ears. Jack? Jack looked up at his smug friend. No, acquaintance. Hello, William, he said miserably. He glared as he saw the wide grin spreading across Will's face. He waited, fuming with humiliation, as, the idiot, as he waited for the idiot whelp to stop laughing. Don't tell Elizabeth. He could feel his face burning as he spoke. <laughs> Will opened his mouth as if to say something, but he ended up falling into their fit of laughter. What are you doing here? Jack asked calmly, as calmly as he could manage. Will fought to keep a straight face. I just wanted to check on you, see what you were doing. It seems my <laughs> timing couldn't have been better. William? Yes, Jack? You're a eunuch. <laughs> Jack Sparrow was getting restless and tired of being in SpongeBob's house. He tried playing with SpongeBob's pet Gary, but it apparently didn't like being poked with a stick. He looked disgustedly at his hand. He tried wiping the slime off on the grass and other plants he could find, but the infernal stuff would not come off. He considered washing his hand, for he remembered that he was already underwater and the closest thing they had to liquid was the Goon Lagoon. He silently cursed Will Turner for leaving him in this terrible place. Lately, Jack had spent most of his time trying to find some rum, but there were no bars and no grocery store didn't have alcohol, and Jack had searched every inch of the place. He sat down on the floor and tried to think of something to do. Then he saw Patrick sitting on a rock. He was looking at something in a brown box and laughing hysterically. Jack couldn't control his curiosity. He walks over the starfish. What's in the box? It is either a dick, <laughs> uh, or it is um, what's his name, Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Mm, that would be the best. Mm -hmm. Or a mirror would be like uh, my actual serious guess. <laughs> not a dick in Gwyneth. Not a dick or Gwyneth not, Paltrow's head. It could be like Gwyneth Paltrow's head with like one of those. Um, like a dickicorn. Like a dickicorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Jack. Okay. Hello, what's that you got there? Jack asked. Patrick looked at him stupidly. Who are you? <laughs> Jack frowned. I'm Jack, Captain Jack Sparrow. I believe we met before. I just talked to you yesterday. I have no idea what you're talking about. Jack fought to keep his temper under control. This isn't funny, Patrick. I really don't feel like in the mood for jokes right now. Savvy? Hey, I know a joke, Patrick said. Knock, knock. <laughs> Jack looked blankly at Patrick. What? What? Patrick repeated. <laughs> Jack ground his teeth in frustration. Never mind. So what's in the box? Patrick held the box away from Jack. Wouldn't you like to know? He said sarcastically. <laughs> Wouldn't I? I mean, no, I don't care. Jack replied defensively. Oh, good, because I won't show anyone what's in this box. It's my secret box. This was almost too much for Jack to handle. He couldn't stop himself from thinking about all the different things that could be in the box. It could be a jar of dirt, or a peanut, or even better, rum. Maybe it was that horrible picture William drew of Barbosa. Jack always wanted to show him the other caps in that embarrassing drawing, but it mysteriously disappeared before I could. I always knew the whelp threw it overboard, and now it's gone and ended, its, ended up over here. That's what the pink thing was laughing at. Patrick, you know the box... Give me that box right now. It's very instant, Jack said in his best captain voice. Why? 
Well, because I'm J Captain Jack Sparrow. Jack improvised, emphasizing the captain. No, it's a secret. Jack resisted the urge to lunge at Patrick and grab the box, but in the end decided it was too much like something Norrington would do. I'm not a barbarian. I will use my brain. He thought to himself smugly. Patrick, did you see that? He said. See what? That uh, great big flying thing. I didn't see it. Was it ice cream? Patrick said stupidly. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do believe it was. Why don't you let me hold the box for you so you can go get it? I saw it go in. Now in that direction. Jack said, pointing in a random direction. Patrick frowned. Hey, I know what you're trying to do. He said angrily. You're never getting this box and that's final. Damn, we'll fall for that one every time. Come on, be reasonable, mate. I won't take the box. I just want to look inside of it. No. Jack mm -hmm. sighed. Please. Please what? Jack rolled his eyes. May I please look at whatever you have in that box? He snapped. Patrick yawned. Hey, do you want to go blow bubbles through Squid's window? He said. If I play our little game, will you let me see in the box? Jack replied. Whatever you say, buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How long is it? Oh my god, that's about it. Yeah. Because uh, then that's pretty much it. Wait, yeah. what? Uh, there's like, like two more lines. All Jack wanted to do was get SpongeBob's nasty snail slime off his fingers. So why was he, the notorious Captain Jack Sparrow, hiding underneath some guy's window, blowing soap bubbles out of a juvenile contraption with a mental talking starfish? Jack's thoughts were interrupted when he suddenly was hit over the head with some kind of strange instrument. Get away from my house, you buffoon, Squidward yelled out the window. <laughs> well, Squid, you got his balloons? Hey, SpongeBob, Squidward has balloons, Patrick exclaimed, <laughs> jumping up and down in excitement. Really? What a guy! Where are the balloons? SpongeBob said, walking over. Squidward stared at them for a long time before he slammed the window, mumbling. Jack had enough. So, Patrick, we had an agreement? Patrick stopped jumping and looked at Jack. Hi, I'm Patrick. Who are you? Jack growled. Just give me the blasted box, you mental idiot. Well, why didn't you just ask? Patrick said, handing Jack the box. Jack took some mysterious box with reverence. He slowly opened one side, the excitement swelling up inside of him. He held his breath and slowly opened the other side. Jack looked in the box to see only a single brown string. He could feel his face <laughs> flushing. He heard a faint voice behind him and it was miles away. Oh, isn't it great? Patrick laughed. There's something wrong with you, Jack said slowly through clenched teeth. What? Patrick said, still laughing. <laughs> there is something seriously wrong with your brain, Jack exploded. There's something wrong with my brain? Oh no, SpongeBob! There's something wrong with my brain, Patrick said, not noticing the fuming pirate next to him. You know what? This is all Will's fault, Jack said to himself as he walked away. Um, next time I see the Flying Dutchman, I'm going to march in there and kill him myself. I don't even care if he's already dead. That eunuch has it coming. <laughs> So that was. I enjoyed uh, that greatly. That was Bikini Bottom versus The Locker by Fluffy Fluff. Fluffy Fluff. I enjoyed that greatly. That was uh, pretty solid. Yeah. Only because I really enjoy Captain Jack being super irritated by Patrick. Yeah. And his piece of string. And that was um, some solid character writing. It was very accurate as to. Yeah, someone seriously watches a lot of SpongeBob. Mm -hmm. So Which, much SpongeBob. I get it. Yeah, it's a solid show. show. Can't go wrong. Yeah, so that's it for tonight. We are pirated out. Yep. I would say the rum is gone, but we weren't drinking rum. No. No. But the port is gone. Uh, uh, no. I mean, it could be. <laughs> sure. My glass is empty. There you so, yes. Yeah. 100% the port in my glass is gone. Yeah. Um, next week, we will perhaps, perchance, 
read the true story of Amanda Teague and her reemergence from her <laughs> life married to the pirate Jack Teague, yep. a.k.a. Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Until then, guys, uh, go forth. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Do shit. Do shit. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>